full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, visit our website at movingrealestate.net, or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Where We Landed. We are excited for today's guest. Um, Alicia and I are in studio today. Hello, hello. Iris and Scott have got the break this week, and we are going to get started uh, with a little bit of Would You Rather. Dun, dun, dun. And guest. I don't know why we always make the mystery of who the guest is because, because it's on. You had the to click. You had to click on it to yeah. get to the episode. Unless so. you hit like latest episode, then uh, it doesn't show yeah. it. That's true. All right. Well, if you didn't know, this week's episode we have Pam Green with us, um, and so uh, Pam, you're going to participate with okay. little Would You Rather. Um, first one. Would you rather? Be accidentally hit in the head very hard with a sock with a potato in it or with a rubber hose. What? <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny visual. Is it the metal end of the rubber hose or just a rubber hose? It doesn't say. <laughs> rubber hose. Rubber hose, big time. Rubber hose? I have it happens all the time to me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's, That's very true. <laughs> She's like, I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> All right. Well, that was an easy one. A sock with a potato in it sounds terrible. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, yeah. Baked potato, maybe. But. <laughs> Even that, I don't know. It still sounds hard. Would you rather have to spend the rest of your life only seeing and interacting with people that are 15 years old or only seeing and interacting with people 60 years old? 60. 60. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put that one in there for Alicia. She's got teenagers. <laughs> and you see how fast my answer was. Yeah. Although been, actually it would be helpful in the uh, aging process to probably be with 15 year olds. Keep you young. Keep younger. Yeah. yeah. I'm not enjoying the whole parenting no. of a 17 year old right now. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> would it be co-ed? I mean, that would, help. would it be co-ed? <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's co-ed. <laughs> because if it were all girls or all guys, <laughs> I appreciate the softball for me, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, one last one. Would you rather have to dig... It's a very specific question. <laughs> Would you rather have to dig a six by six by six foot hole with a teaspoon or bail out a large swimming pool using a teacup? Teacup. So kind of the, that's the same thing. It's a big hole with a... Yeah, but water's softer. <laughs> Oh, that's true. We're water versus dirt. Okay. Because I dig dirt a lot. <laughs> Did we you are, pick these for her? I know. We really <laughs> just went into Yeah. I don't use teaspoons, but she is not doing mud. No. Yeah. I think, I think I would probably go swimming pool too. Because yeah, then you yeah. can take a break and jump in. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll take same. that. Yeah. Same. Okay. All right. Well, those were easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell by our conversation already, we have with us Pam Green. I know her from Converse Church of Christ, and she led Kids Hope for a lot of years. 20. And um, I worked under her as a volunteer through Kids Hope. She now is retired, and most people know her locally as the flower cart lady. We were just discussing that. So, um, Pam, we're excited to have you on the podcast today and learn a little bit about how you landed here in our community and some of your favorite things. All so right. our very first question as a listener, you know, is yes. how did you end up here in Orland here in Grant County? Well, let's just go back to <laughs> where I started. I um, grew up in Mishawaka, Indiana. So not too hours, far, a couple hours north. And I um, lived on 4th Street 
which is important to know because <laughs> my maiden name is Daggy. And if you were a Daggy and you lived in Mishawaka, you did have to live on 4th Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had the whole family. <laughs> yeah. So my grandpa lived there. And then my dad and his wife, you know, got married and lived there. And then my dad's brother lived there as well. My dad and my mom had four girls and my uncle had four boys. And so oh, we were. You we ran were that dating. street. We were, yeah. <laughs> So anyhow, um, it, that just that legacy just ended this January. My dad passed away, and now there's no daggies on Forest. Oh I, I think they need to rename it. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had not ever heard of Grant County, Marion, Converse, any of that. Went to Ball State and um, lived in this dorm. And every time I met somebody, they're like, "Yeah, I'm from Converse, or I'm from Sweetser, or I'm from." Grant County, Oak Hill, Marion. And I'm like, that must be like a, like a Indianapolis or something. It must be huge. <laughs> Everybody I kept meeting was, was from here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyhow, I ended up meeting my husband. And um, after dating for a while, we got married um, and then moved away. We went uh, to the Detroit area of Michigan mm -hmm. um, and I hated it. I just did not like that at all. It was very um, metropolitan, busy, cement, very uh, affluent. It just wasn't at all my my cup of tea. Um, and then um, after living there for a few years, which was, you know, great to kind of leave and cleave the, you know, <laughs> the fourth street and you know, Grant County, um, I we, we moved back to... Um, the central Indiana area. My husband worked in Kokomo. And so. Um, Where is he from originally? He is from here. Okay. He's from Grant County. Yeah. Because gotcha. he grew up at Oak Hill. His parents were teachers. Um, and then when he met me at Ball State, he saw my, uh, I was wearing a Mishawaka shirt. And then on the back of it had my maiden name. And he said, oh, what's a daggy? And I'm like, oh, it's my name. <laughs> <laughs> what is a daggy? And then he said, you know, Mishawaka. Oh, you must be from Mishawaka, Marion, which is, you know, in Mishawaka, there's Penn, um, which is a huge school now, but back in the 80s, it wasn't as big. And then Mishawaka, Marion, which is a smaller Catholic school, which would have been more um, the size of Oak Hill and mm. you know, Grant County School. Well, not Marion, but Oak Hill. Uh, Oak Hill. <laughs> and then Mishawaka. And he, he said, oh, are you Mishawaka, Marion? I'm like, no. He goes, well, what are you? And I'm like, just good old Mishawaka. <laughs> so anyhow, strike two, but I ended up. <laughs> so yeah. He hit a home run on yeah. that third ball. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, moving back here, um, you know, was just comfortable for him. Um, and he spoke highly of it. And yeah, that's where we raised our kids. Um, How long, when, what year was that that you moved um, back 1989. Here? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So we've, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're a um, an ex a transplant. A transplant. And yeah. He's a boomerang. Uh -huh. I'm a transplant. See, look at her using our language. Uh -huh. I love That's it. Good. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about. Um, you mentioned raising your family here. Uh, how many kids? And okay, so I've got um, three daughters, and um, they're all grown. Um, and they are, you know, kind of like, I'm never coming back to Grant County. Mm -hmm. And so once they got married um, and moved, grew up and moved away, um, one landed in northern Idaho, which is a gorgeous place to visit. So I was yeah. like all about you traveling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love that place. <laughs> and then um, one moved to Colorado and then the other one moved to like Warsaw, Indiana. Okay. But once pandemic hit and the world kind of got crazy their their specific towns really changed mm. through all of that so they ended up the two out west ended up back here and they are in monticello and goshen and warsaw oh wow oh, so nice. you have all three of all them three. back yeah. mm -hmm. oh that's it great nice. but it's interesting because although i grew up in mishawaka on fourth street um my three sisters live nowhere near me Hmm. So I have a sister in Germany, Florida, and Alaska. <laughs> wow. So I'm the only Hoosier girl. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Fun places to travel. 
So when you moved back with your husband, was the uh, you said he was working in Kokomo. What was your life like when you moved back to this community you didn't know, you didn't have roots in? How did you go about making relationships, building that? What did that look like? <laughs> you must know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved back here and he spoke so highly of this area and all the fun he had growing up and everything, you know, and uh, and I'm outgoing. I don't, you know, I don't know a stranger. And so um, he talked about all these people. And so we ended up going to the church that he grew up in. And, you know, I, I recognized the names of these people, you know, and just kind of put myself out there at first because I, I, I needed friends. I was a new mom. We just moved here. I didn't know anybody. He was working all day in Kokomo. I was raising my child. And I had always lived 4th Street is a city street and your neighbors, you can like share a cup of sugar out the window. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said he really wanted to live out in the country. So we had rented a home in Greentown and I mean, there wasn't people around. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like going to buy a shirt that says, I need friends. <laughs> um, please so, talk to me. Yeah, please talk to me. There was a lady across the street um, who became a mentor of mine. Um, she was an older lady. Uh, but she loved gardening and she loved flowers and everything, you know, and um, she, we walked all the time. We had tea parties together. And so that was so fun to get to know. But I still kind of wanted some people like in my age range <laughs> and raising children. And so I, I decided, all right, I'm just going to start inviting people over to dinner mm. um, just to get to know them. And they would come over and like, what? Like, are you trying to sell Amway or something? No. <laughs> What's your motive here? <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of how it transpired. And, you know, it was just how we did it. We just started inviting people over for dinner. And, and it worked. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. So, so how did you end up um, in the space of being involved with Kids Hope? You said you did that for 20 years. Yeah. So how did that transpire? So my background is teaching. And um, I have, I think it's probably how I was raised. We have, we were always like the underdog kind of people, like rally for the underdog. And um, when I was teaching, I felt like, um, it was always so hard to try to build those relationships with kids. And, um, I had heard about, um, kids hope through our children's pastor at the time, Amanda Bugas, and she was telling me about it. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, that sounds like an amazing program. You know, are you thinking about starting that here at our church? And she said, yeah, just, you really just need somebody to like lead it. And I kind of thought, well, she maybe maybe she'd ask me, and she doesn't ask me. And I tell Gary, my husband, about it, and he goes, "You'd be perfect for that." And I'm like, I kind of think so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tell her. So I went in and I said, "Hey, do, you know, do you mind? Are you interviewing for this or what? You know?" And she goes, "No, I've been wanting you. I just wanted you to ask." Could have had a standoff. Anyhow, so our church started the program, and I was the beginner beginning director of that and um it was the best job but the hardest job so rewarding and so heartbreaking and um yeah i i really really loved it it was um, amazing we started out with 17 mentors we got up to close to 100 um and i couldn't imagine ever not doing it um the pandemic did make it a little bit tricky um going through that um, I just found ways around that. And then um, I'm a cancer survivor. I went through cancer. And um, I just felt like the Lord was saying, we need to step back a little bit and see mm -hmm. who can take it to a new level. Because I kind of mm -hmm. got uh, stale, you know, and I uh, don't know what else to do with it, you know. So, so for those that don't know, can you just give like the the 30-second elevator speech of just kind of what, what Kids Hope does? Yeah. Kids Hope is a mentoring program that allows for a church to adopt an elementary school in our, in, it's all around the U.S. Okay. Um, and Grant County, um, at one point, and I think it's still true, has every elementary school covered with the Kids Hope program. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that, but um, at one point we were, we were all covered. So our church adopted um, Oak Hill Elementaries because we're a weird 
dynamic. We have three <laughs> elementaries that mm-hmm. cover all the grades. Mm-hmm. So our church covered um, Sweets or Swayze Converse. And then we provide mentors that go in during the day to um, reach kids that um, either parents suggest or the school suggested would benefit from a, um, a little one-on-one time with the mentor. Do some. Sometimes you do academic work. Sometimes you mm-hmm. do, you know, parallel play. Um, sometimes you uh, build Legos. <laughs> yeah. As Alicia did for years. Um, I got quite good at Legos. Yeah. She started bringing in her own Lego sets. Um, yeah, and and it's just building a relationship with a kid um, and letting them know how important they are that they can do this, um, regardless of what their uh, situation is and it isn't just um a thing i liked about it it wasn't there wasn't just one um demographic Mm. you know you we reached kids of every demographic Mm. you know low income not a low income Mm -hmm. you know high academics not high Mm -hmm. academics Mm -hmm. singled parents divorced parents married parents prisoned parents not you know Mm -hmm. the whole thing and the the mentor stays with one kid through their entire elementary mm-hmm. years. Is yeah. That yeah. Nice? Kindergarten through sixth grade. Sixth grade. And then at once sixth grade hits, um, it's up to the mentor to decide how they, and the child, how they want to handle that situation, whether mm-hmm. they want to, you know, seventh grade is really hard and tricky. One of my mentors <laughs> met with her little boy and said, listen, you're going into seventh grade. I've raised three boys. Um, I wondered, do you want to have me follow you? Oh yeah. Yeah. She goes, now listen, between the grades, the summer of sixth and seventh grade, things start happening to your body and your mind, and that might change in August. So you just let me know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's harder to in seventh grade the timing, this you know the schedule, yeah, you but know. you can find ways to still meet with them. And you asked me earlier, we were trying to think how old my kiddo is. Um, so twenty twenty was his sixth grade year so he was in pandemic sixth grade year so i was with him all the way up to fifth grade but then they weren't in school Mm. so we did a few zooms and stuff like that so that would mean that he's seventh or eighth grade right now would be my guess eighth grade maybe timing Um, years i feel like timing through the pandemic like yeah i I don't even know what was it two years was it three years like what what does that look like (laughs) But I loved being a mentor. Um, Pam talked me into it in a way. Um, Well, as she said, she wanted a T-shirt that said, come talk to me. So she passed out buttons to everybody that we could or stickers that we could wear on our shirts that if you were interested in volunteering, but you didn't want to step forward, you just put this sticker on your shirt and she knew that she could talk to you. So um, so you did create that. Yeah, (laughs) Um, about that. But um but yeah, my kid, what I loved about it was there was no distinct thing that we were supposed to do. We weren't necessarily accomplishing anything, but building that relationship with your kiddo, letting them know there was somebody regularly there no matter what. And uh, yeah, we built Legos and played chess and checkers and built slingshots and catapults and trebuchets and... I brought in power tools and we learned how to do power tools. He liked to play basketball and I would wear my heels and bring tennis shoes and play basketball <laughs> and my tennis shoes and just clothes. A, um, a lot of the businessmen would, would come in before work in their yeah. suits and ties uh-huh. and wingtips and, you know, blow out their wingtips. I'm like, just bring tennis shoes. Yeah. I just brought tennis shoes. I went every morning at eight o'clock uh-huh. before I went to work and it was once a week. And there were days that it was I think more beneficial for me, for my mood and what I was going through than, yeah. than I, him. I remember when, I think because we, yeah. we were working together here during the day, but you would tell me about yeah yeah all the fun you'd had. So we ended up fostering some kids because of the uh, ministry that we led through um, Kids Hope um, that was pretty powerful um, and life changing for for us. We were empty nesters at the time, and we ended up fostering a family of four kids. And wow. Um, it was, it was amazing, an amazing experience um, in our community, not just our church, but our entire community f- just, just flooded us with help mm-hmm. because it, it was required. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to go along with four kids yeah. and boys. We didn't raise boys. So that was, oh, great. wow. 
But I can remember um, one of the kids that we ended up fostering, I was meeting with him, and he we were playing basketball, and he said, can you even dunk the basketball? And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> what would make you ask that question? <laughs> I mean, and we were at Converse Elementary, which is the K-1-2 building. Uh-huh. So the hoops are a little bit lower. And he goes, I mean, really, it looks like you could. And I'm like, I, honestly, I, I never have been able to. And he goes, well, I mean, just give it a try. I'm pretty sure you can. So I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. So I tried. And he goes, you didn't even get off the ground. <laughs> Well, I mean, then I was like, I used to be able to. I mean, I was an athlete in school and, you know, like I have a state gold medal in sports. Like, you know, like, come on. So anyhow, he said, well, like, do you even know anybody that can dunk the basketball? And I'm like, well, yeah. Actually. Actually, I do. And that was um, um, Michael Moffat, uh, uh-huh. the, the kid. Yeah. Oh, Michael Moffat Jr. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he was playing at IWU uh-huh. and he was like the dunk master. So I called up. At the time, Coach Whaley and Tonegal and said, hey, can I have a special little treat for this little boy? <laughs> and so we had a special one-on-one dunk show the whole time. <laughs> but here is what the story I've always told um, the coaches at IWU, and any coach should hear this. When I brought that boy to that game, IWU was not playing well. And Tonegal would call a timeout, and he, I mean, they were winning, but they were making some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Tonic will call timeout and he would get in their face and, you know, rip them up, you know, like, mm-hmm. and the little boy, we were on the front row and the little, and the little boy, he was like, <gasps> so scared. And he, he kept saying, he's going to hit him. He's going to hit him. And I said, no, he, I promise you, he will not hit his players. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but he's mad. When you get mad, you hit. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, no, he is not. I promise you, he will not hit him. He is angry. You can be angry. You don't have to hit. And timeout's over. They go back and play. Game's over. He's hugging them and showing them. And he looked, the boy looked at me, and that changed his life. Wow. To know that you can still be upset and frustrated and disappointed in people mm-hmm. and share your feelings with them and not hit them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told Tonigal, I said, listen, you got little kids in this audience that are watching you. <laughs> and yeah. you're impacting them. So Absolutely. That's very powerful. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. So in that story, I heard you say that you were a gold medal sports player in high school. Tell that story. So you get her going, then you pull out the little things that she doesn't realize she's in. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of why when he was like, you didn't even get off the ground. I'm like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Here's my competitive coming up. Let's talk about what I have been. I mean, you know, I was older when I was uh, playing this dunking game with him but <laughs> anyhow I Mishawaka High School um 1980 and 1981 we went to state in volleyball awesome. and so 80 we got gold and 81 we got silver which in 81 felt like silver felt like you know biggest loser yeah but now I'm like I have a gold and a silver medal <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. pretty cool yeah so yeah that was that was a lot of fun yeah did you um I was a bench warmer. Okay. Both seasons. Let's just get that straight. I mean, you know, somebody had to make the team good. Yeah. You know, right? Right. Yeah. Did you um, continue playing volleyball at all? And like, I played. I played. Mirrorly. Yeah. I played so at the funny. Y in some yes. leagues. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. it's a nice sport. Like, I mean, I, I can't play now, right. I don't think, but it was nice to play. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. through my 20s. And, right. It yeah. was so fun to play intramurally in, in college. Yeah. Um, and we had a great team, and it was all of us um, high school wannabes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that didn't get to play, you know, like post, um, post high school. Yeah. So that was so fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, played after I had kids. 
played while I was pregnant, you know, mm. and then fast forward to having raised my own children and some of them want to play volleyball. So we would like set up nets, go somewhere and play. And I think I'm getting off. I don't know when I was stopped getting off the ground. <laughs> I don't know when I stopped getting off but the ground. It, it happened somewhere. You felt like, like you were really showing like them was, what you, what you could do. There was no air. And like I would die for the ball. I'm like, oh, hang on. Okay, <laughs> okay continue play. <laughs> it just happens, people. You just get old. So. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I was just telling Alicia before you got here that um, I fell yesterday oh. um, at a public event. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I have my there? my knee is like completely rug burned, <laughs> and I like I'm feeling it today, oh, and yeah. so. I feel you. Oh, but. no. And normally I'm the one that's getting all the old cracks, right? Like, because Kylie's so much younger than me. And I'm like, ha. Yeah, you feel it, got, good, like. it got me. Yeah. That's good. I tripped up the bleachers at a very packed ball game. It made a lot of noise. <laughs> it made a lot of noise. <laughs> it made a lot of noise. Yeah, so bad. And I was like, fine. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I just Tears popped. streaming pop, down. Pop right up. Leg is like, fine, oh, I'm no. fine. <laughs> It's one of those times where you like text Aaron and you're like, can you come look at my ankle? (laughs) Aaron's the athletic trainer for Oak Hill. Gotcha. (laughs) Well, Pam, I think in the timeline of things, we've gotten up to maybe the point where I met you. So we met uh, at water aerobics at the Y. Mm -hmm. You're a much more faithful water aerobics. Water aerobics. Don't look at me. Aerobicizer. Aerobicizer. Is that a word? It's a Jane Fonda word. Jane Fonda word. (laughs) Than I am. Um, But it's been a pleasure. Uh, This is actually maybe the only the second or third time we've met when we weren't in our swimsuits, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the one time hers was inside out. <laughs> what I did? My, my <laughs> no one would have known had she not said something. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's six o'clock in the morning yeah. when that class starts. Yeah, <laughs> give you a break, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky to get the swimsuit on most yeah. days. She, was, she wasn't there the day I wore the one that was worn out and see through. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Listen, oops. you got to yeah. come to the Y at six o'clock, well, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-mm. See it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's about probably about the time we met. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was around the pandemic because when we, when people could first start doing yeah. things again was mm-hmm. when I started doing that. Um, and we met cause I, I followed you on Instagram, your your business page, uh-huh. Flower Cart Lady, and I heard you talking to some other people about flowers, and then I was like, oh. Because at Water Aerobics at 6 in the morning, you don't really make conversation. <laughs> you're kind of like, you're in a swimsuit, you're half asleep, and it's kind of like, I don't really want to talk to anybody. But I heard you, and I was like, wait a second. Like, I think I'd follow her on Instagram. And then we found out that you listened to the podcast uh-huh. and hit it off there. But how... Um, you know, we've heard about Kids Hope. We've heard about raising the kids. Where did gardening come in and how did the whole concept of the flower cart lady, how was that birthed? Well, you know, back on 4th Street, we got to go there. Yeah. Um, the property that we lived on was, you know, just a little postage stamp piece of property in, in town. Although growing up as a little kid, we had um, a second... Uh, Let's see how you word that. In in town, you have you know your 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 properties where one house is, but we had the second you had another little, lot, another lot. There we go, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't big <laughs> as a kid. That was the football yard. That was the <laughs> hide and seek yard. That was the place to be. So my mom always you know planted flowers in part of of our yard, and. Um, I just always loved that. We had a little climbing rose bush. We had a lilac tree, a pussy willow tree, and then, you know, our annual flowers. <clears throat> no perennials, but just annuals. And then we had vegetables. Um, and I just, I was just always enthralled with that. I, and and through that, I was always cutting bouquets, you know, and putting them on my dresser. Now, there were four of us girls. I was the only one that was doing that. I don't remember them putting bouquets up. And I'd put bouquets out on the dining room table and up in my bedroom. And, <laughs> and it was just, I just enjoyed it. I remember taking 
flower um, bouquets to my teachers wrapped, you know, in a little wet paper towel. Might have been dandelions, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's just always kind of my thing. Even when we lived up in Detroit in an apartment and all that cement, it wasn't Detroit, but it was Rochester Hills where Madonna was from. But, mm-hmm. you know, very, very cementy. You know, I found pots and put flowers in. And then fast forward to when we moved back here in 1989, we rented this farmhouse um, out in the country. And um, I, I had to get my annuals in. Mm. So I tore up what I thought were weeds. And it was perennial. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oops, sorry. sorry. Um, but anyhow, it just I just always have loved flowers. I've always planted flowers wherever we were. I always made bouquets. Um, when we built our house, um, you know, 25 years ago, you know, I put lots of flowers in there. Um, and I took bouquets. I went to somebody's house. I took bouquets to the school all the time. Mm-hmm. We gave teacher every teacher a bouquet at the beginning of the school year. Um, I always had bouquets on my desk at work. And it was just something I have always loved doing. But I always gave them away. So you didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were getting flowers. You when you saw Pam, you received yes. them. <laughs> yeah. You, you might not have liked them. <laughs> and so then um, we moved in 2016. We moved into the house that we're in now which is a hundred year old farmhouse and um, it had a cart in it. And my friend said, um, you should, you should try to sell them in your front yard. And I'm like, that's a novel idea. I mean, I don't know. Making money from Yeah. I don't know if anybody will buy them. Keep in mind, she's right off 13 by the high school. Right. I'm just two miles north of the high school. And uh, so I started putting them out there and, they were gone, <laughs> and people put money in a box, and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe it!" So it's just grown from there, you know. Huh. More and more flat. The house that we bought didn't have flowers, so we started out with a pretty small uh, patch of flowers, um, and then we've just grown from there. Now. Then you have the flower cart man now too. Yeah, we have the flower cart man that I cannot do without. <laughs> Mister Flower Cart yeah, Lady, he's the brawn. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and a lot of the brain, you know, really, he he does a lot of the tech work like, for me. Okay, and and you've expanded to start doing events and things like yes, that. Tell yeah, us about yeah. about that about the event space because so, you you light up a little bit when you talk about yeah. having people over for events. Yeah, yeah, I have always loved having people over. And when we bought this house, I saw um, there were two barns. Um, one people think is just a pole barn, but both are over a hundred years old, mm-hmm. and. Um, are just gorgeous inside. Um, the smaller barn is where we have our event space. Um, had less work to do on it. So once we cleaned it out, um, I mean, one, when we bought it and they opened up the door and I saw it, and even though it was full of stuff, all I could see was it filled with people, tables mm. and people. And um, so, yeah, we've cleaned it all out. We've put tables in there and we lead workshops there. We have um, flowers workshops and wreath workshops and evergreen workshops and we love it some people have um borrowed it to host baby showers and wedding showers and graduation parties so yeah it's a lot of fun yeah i love doing the events that's very cool um so i i want to um when people are visiting, so when your when your girls come back, I know you host them a lot and you do stuff around the house. Where what are some places around Grant County that you always that? Okay, two. This is actually two questions now. <laughs> when your when your girls come back, what are the places that they have to make sure to go? What are the places that they miss when they're gone and they want to come want to visit when they come back? Uh, definitely any coffee shop. Yeah, um, and we're excited to. I haven't been there yet because they're not open, but we have two coffee shops in Converse Mm -hmm. that are going to be opening here soon. Um, That's exciting to me. (laughs) Let's see, Milk and Honey and... Encounter. The Encounter Encounter Cafe. Cafe. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. um, Anyhow. Um, So definitely a coffee shop. Um, The park. Yeah. And the trails. Those are are the things that they... Yeah. Very cool. And people, they love, you know, it's, it's really about the people. They love just yeah. seeing friends and family and stuff. So. Visiting with everyone that yeah. they've mm-hmm. sat on. 
Um, okay. Another question about the girls. Um, there's some grandbabies now, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, how many? How old? We have seven biological and then we have one foster. Wow. And they range from six to uh, six months. Gosh. That's yeah. so Mostly girls. We are strong on the girl department. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother like level of energy, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go from empty nesters uh-huh. to a house full of yeah. grandkids. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have our one grandson loves hunting and fishing and, and all of the outdoor stuff. And it's his mission to rid our property of bunnies. <laughs> so, um, although he's not, you know, fine-tuned enough to hit one you know, he tries. with his weapon. <laughs> he thinks he has, but it's usually his dad. And uh, so he's always so proud of it. And so his dad one time got a bunny and uh, then made bunny stew. And he was not so happy about that. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> not a fan. No, neither was I. <laughs> So what are the places, what are your favorite places and things about Grant County? Um, I think about, you know, you, you moved here, you're a transplant. So what are the things that you really fell in love with and um, that you'd want to take people to when they come to visit to kind of show off your community? Well, definitely Matter Park. I mean, um, I, I, we, that has just really bloomed. It's become such a beautiful place. We love the trails. Um, I like doing um, the river walk at the Splash House. In the mm. I don't necessarily I'm not a big water park mm. <laughs> person, but sure. to go in the morning and do the river walk, we love that. Um, we love all the different churches here. Um, it's really a variety. That's not something I grew up with up in Mishawaka. I mean, it's more so now, but growing up, it was there wasn't as a big of a variety. It was definitely more Catholic, very strong in the Catholic department because you know you're right by Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, but this church, they have just so many different varieties here. I like that. Nice. Um, and then I love the YMCA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, um, I know you brought notes. Uh, so I- you may see in the image <laughs> if you get one. It's, she's got a paper in front of her. Just I'm a little case. intimidated. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> the question we always ask uh, everybody got your pen and paper. What are you reading, watching, and listening to? Okay. Well, um, I, I love historical fiction. So, and I have, I'm kind of like a seasonal reader. This is my season to read. Cause you're, you're out in the garden. Yeah. 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 Um, that might be my new excuse from now on. I'm a seasonal reader. Yeah. <laughs> I like to read. I just, I don't during when, the when it's nice outside. Yeah, you pick is going. I, I thought I would have a book while the, while people were out, you picking, but I'm too much of a, a people, people person. person. <laughs> chatting and, a flower nerd telling them about their flowers. So anyhow. Um, so I read a book this winter called The Language of Flowers. I had uh, Vanessa Deffenbaugh. I'd never even heard of her. But, um, and I thought it was going to be like a, a um, just a more information for me to learn about flowers. Mm-hmm. But it was a story about um, a foster child and how flowers played a part of her life. So it was like right oh, down. Wow. <laughs> It like checked a lot of boxes oh, yeah. for you. Like I devoured that one. That was my favorite read this year. Currently I'm reading a book called Fostered. It's uh, a book uh, by Tori um, P- Peterson um, and it's her biography, mm-hmm. an autobiography of her life. Um, and I read a lot of books on flower farming. Cool Flowers is my <laughs> go-to book to read all the time. Um we are, we watched Suits. Have you seen that show? <laughs> I know a lot of people that watch it. I have oh, not. My goodness! And so now, like Harvey Specter and Michael Ross are household names to us. <laughs> Anytime we have like a legal problem, we're like we better call Harvey. So we kind of hard watched Suits, uh-huh. um, which then led me, and I'm I get this way, led me to watch Megan and Harry. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Megan's in it, she right. was in it, yeah, and then she disappeared because she met Harry, and so I'd watch that. I kind of, I kind of get like you go, you go down the rabbit <laughs> I go, hole. No, I do. I, like, oh. it might be why we always get along so well because yeah. we just whatever hole we go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, um, we and I love the Good Doctor, but mm-hmm. a thing I don't like is I like to watch um, 
one that's already all shown. So then we can just, <laughs> just you know, binge watch binge it. it. Yeah. Now I got to wait for the next one out. But I like the good doctor because I tend to, you know, like the underdog and he, yeah. the good doctor has autism and uh, I mean, uh-huh. he's just so, um, hurt and like, <laughs> you will die you know, have you seen it no I've, i know a lot of people that watch that one too yeah, i, yeah, I, I need one. to watch I, both of those probably. and it's still going yeah so it's frustrating anyway. <laughs> it's well frustrating. it's funny we had um we had iris a couple weeks ago was talking about um what show mandalorian mandalorian and how it comes out one episode a week and uh. her kids are like what we have to wait a week to see this it's like well, that's how that's all how we shows yeah. were I growing mean, up. It used to be Friday night. We watched the Brady Bunch, Partridge Family. All the shows came out. Yeah, TGIF. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now they just release entire seasons, I and know. you can just binge it all. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So, so I should wait until the Good Doctor is done, yeah. and then yeah. binge them. Got, mm. You've got some episodes that might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can start binging it now and it'll be over by the time you get there. Okay. <laughs> but I really like anything true in his, uh, like, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like World War II um, books. Okay. Or movies. I mean, those are sometimes hard to watch because they're so gruesome. But mm-hmm. yeah. But then I I don't know. Once the world kind of got crazy and things are crazy, I kind of had to stop watching some things. And I'm like, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me the God. flowers. I gotta get out to the U-Pick. I gotta get out and do flowers. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Any uh, other podcast besides Where We Landed? Yeah, I do. I have loved watching or listening to Where We Landed because yeah. being not from here i'll click on it i'm like i don't know who these people. i know a few people my favorite line was wendy puffer saying i'm a vegan plus bacon i <laughs> 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 love that i um, love it and um and then the guy that owns grant county landscaping uh, oh yeah ryan ryan yeah i knew him i didn't know his name and i didn't yeah. know his story i just i just love getting to know yeah um people from the area because I'm not from here and people always say oh do you know someone's from like no and and then they look at me like I'm an idiot because I don't know these people <laughs> but then all my other podcasts I listen to are to deal with flowers okay um you were saying your books and your podcasts and it what's your favorite flower I knew mm. that was coming peony <laughs> for sure yeah there um, you had a thing on your I don't know if it's Instagram or Facebook <laughs> where it was like is it a peony or a Adalia. Adalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like or, trying to uh, choose between the two. Adalia. Yeah. Uh, I like the little Yeah, I I do I say peony because they're um easy. They come back every year. Uh they smell amazing and I think um, it's the ants. Yeah, that's all I remember about peonies yeah, from can, my You can dip them in water. They the ants go away. Um, <laughs> yeah. the ants go away. I'm gonna need you, you need the ants on the flowers. Uh-huh. Um but they won't open without the ants, right? You have to and the bouquet, I mean to get rid of the ants cooler or water so okay. it's all it's all good um, <laughs> so if we get them from the flower cart, it's just all i remember ants. my my grandma my great grandma had peonies growing up and i just remember ants on the ants yeah, everywhere yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that's why i would say peony because it's complete it's one of the first or, you know earlier flowers mm-hmm. everybody's so ready for flowers you know tulips and are first mm-hmm. of course but then you know the peonies come in and then the dahlias are definitely a close second, um, both of which we do not have in our U-Pick. Our U-Pick is strictly wildflowers okay. um, that aren't labor intensive and co- high cost. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Dahlias are so <laughs> They're finicky. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. To store them right, you have to da la 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 all yeah. the things. So anyhow, I do love dahlias. So because there's a variety. The peonies, yeah. you got the pink, you white, yellow, maroon. Yeah. Um, but dahlias, you got every color. And, yeah. I think I have in my yard what's called a snowball bush. Uh-huh. Verbenum. Uh-huh. Yep. Verbenum. <laughs> See? Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Because just, it's huge. It's huge. Like yeah. it's a monster. Yeah. And I can't keep it. Like I want it in a spot. Uh-huh. But it wants it's to be. That's the biggest landscape um, problem. People put the wrong size plant in um, space that they want it they're yeah. like oh they bought it and it's like this cute and then all of a sudden it gets too big and then they think they can just keep trimming it and it's yeah just no really it's the wrong plant for the wrong space and luckily so. it's on the side of our house so it's like a little mini fence <laughs> now, but, it's like a privacy yeah. shield yeah. now and it gets yeah. tall enough it covers hunter's window and it's yeah. pretty but uh, and it doesn't bouquet well it, it wilts yeah mm. so so you had mentioned the 
peonies and dahlias on the Instagram story. I thought you were going to mention the Instagram story you had recently about the pronunciation oh, of yes. peony. Oh my goodness. How did that turn out? What, what, are, what were people's thoughts? Most people say peony, mm-hmm. but there are some old timers or people that are maybe from the South that will say piney. I, I don't understand how EO becomes I. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the nerd teacher in me. Uh, Enunciate but, your words. So peony, peony, I could get, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. But what other EO word is EO? <laughs> and, and then piney. Um, but I had one person tell me, oh, pee on a knee? Really? Really? No. <laughs> You're like, nope, not it's even like having what, that. It's like what their grandpa told them when they were little or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they believed it. Yeah. P- I think peony is. Peony is what I've always heard. Most common and most correct. But, but. And it was new to me when I moved to Grant County. <laughs> when I moved to Grant County specifically. Um, you know, that somebody said piney. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I'm like, yeah, you do. And I thought pineys I, were like little tiny squirrels. Like oh, that's a new one pineys. for me. I'll have to ask Dave. I was at a beekeeping class a couple weekends ago. And at lunch, um, we were sitting around and they were talking about something bees or something on their pineys and i was like what are they talking about and then realized they were talking about peonies but that was the first time i'd ever heard that and then correct like like that week was (laughs) that week was when you had that on your instagram so i'm like well this must be a thing here (laughs) along with many other so by the south you meant south of mishawaka Absolutely. When I met Gary, like, <laughs> you, went, the, you moved that, south. Everything was twangy. Probably twangy. Probably twangy now. And the food is so different. How so? Um, well, we would have, um, you guys have chicken and noodles and mashed potatoes. You yeah. guys, like you haven't lived here since. <laughs> you did say earlier you've lived here longer than anywhere else. Okay. We. <laughs> we people here in Gary County. She just can't I do can't it. Not I have never heard of such a thing that you would put starch on starch. <laughs> uh, it just grossed me out. A lot of soft stuff right there. A lot of soft <laughs> stuff. Right there. A lot of soft brown stuff all <laughs> yeah. there. And and uh, and then you know, like some people even put corn on top of that, or serve corn with it. So you got the white and the white and the yellow. I'm like, where's your <laughs> color? Where's your mm, get some greens in there? I just had never heard of that, and it's so thick. We had, oh my gosh, like, I'm so hungry. Beef so and noodles good. or chicken and noodles. It was brothy soup like. Never had potatoes with it. Never had Never. potatoes. <laughs> and, yeah. I joined up, uh, teamed up with a friend when, after we first moved here to take a meal to somebody. And she said, Do you want to do like chicken and noodles and stuff like that? And I'm like, Okay. And I said, I'll, I mean, let's do beef and noodles. I was more familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So I made beef and noodles sloppy sloshy liquidy soupish thing and i took it to her she then passed it took it the next level and made the stuff added the mashed potatoes she added mashed potatoes (laughs) cream of something soup thickened it up up. and i'm like what is that what in the world it's just it's just a thing i I guess in mishawaka is more ethnic you've got you've got your belgium area you got a lot of belgian foods you got a lot of italian foods a lot of german foods a lot of polish foods Mm -hmm. That whole <laughs> chicken and noodles <laughs> and mashed potatoes. Okay, like. so I gotta ask: Do you put noodles in your chili? No. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, my my dad <laughs> makes chili, and he will not put noodles in it. Mm-hmm. He will make a pot of noodles for my mom so that she can put her chili over top of her noodles yeah, because see, no one else in the family puts noodles in their heard chili. Of that. That's a Grant County thing. <laughs> That's a Grant County thing. <laughs> I, I, I put noodles in my chili, but I didn't grow up that way uh, because that was something separate. That was like chili mac. That was yeah. different. But yeah. now that I'm a grown up and I live alone, I can do whatever I want. That's right. And so I put noodles in my chili. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say it was wrong. I was just saying it's not the way I do it. Yeah. <laughs> she had mashed potatoes too. <laughs> Well. well, no, but that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, now you know, that you think, think about, about it, it, people do put chili. I put chili over baked potato. Baked potato. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same, yeah. So um, do you struggle with like the loaded baked potatoes at uh, Jefferson Street Barbecue? Mm, a lot of soft. A lot, a lot of soft. soft. That's so yeah. funny. Kind of comes back right here. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. funny. So good. Well, Pam, it has been a real pleasure having you. We derailed a little bit there at the (laughs) end. 
<laughs> That's what happens when we get together. Yeah. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you. And thank you for what you do in our community oh. and the joy you provide oh, through your your flowers now yeah. and and all you continue to do and um someday i'll see you back at the pool and yeah <laughs> and everyone who's listening is Check more than welcome yeah. come to water aerobics that's right 6 a.m at the y we, we'll probably not talk to you <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't and don't say right. anything if the bathing suits yeah. inside <laughs> or see <laughs> yeah and pick up some flowers just off 13 at the flower cart, yeah right? what uh when does the flower when, well, when we'll do we open for the season? Well, we'll start with tulips. They're already up. It's about a month early because we've had, you know, warm weather and then snow this weekend. But um, <laughs> I, so I don't know. Typically, I would say late April with tulips, but um, we will be earlier this year. All right. Then we'll move into peonies and then the U-Pick will open in July. First, first week, July 4th weekend or whatever. So what's your what's your uh, handle for social media? Where should people follow Flower you? Flower Cart Lady. All right. Yeah. You heard it. Flower Cart Lady uh, on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it? Okay. (laughs) That's enough, right? (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Pam, for joining us. And thank you if you uh, have made it this far and are still listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas. 